Random Animal won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X-Files. Welcome to The Gen X-Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today it's another For, for the, the Stepdads. Step yeah, your stuffed old stepdads are here post-Thanksgiving. Crack open that Schlitz. Oh, man. Sit next to the fire. Woo. It's actually getting chilly outside, finally. Yes, California chili, which yeah. means 62 degrees. Yeah, it still gets up to 80 during the day, <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. it gets to 40 at night. It's great. Call it pneumonia weather. Yeah, yeah. I, my, my sniffles and snot every morning it's definitely agrees with that. <laughs> it happens. Well, it's the end of the month, man. End of the Hitchcockian comedy month. Made it through another month. Yeah. Uh, foul play, uh, throw mama from the train, and so I married an ex-murderer. Really fun. I hadn't seen those movies for a, a minute, and yeah, I was really... Pleased with all of them, especially, I think Foul Play for me was the most uh, enjoyable just because I hadn't seen it for the longest time. And it brought back so many memories of watching it as a little boy. Right, right. And and I laughed so hard, and it was just fun to see Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen that movie in 45 years, meaning I have – I'd never seen the movie. Sat in the womb. <laughs> My mom. Because you had a womb with a view. Which I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was I, – I, I got to admit, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm shocked I've never seen it. Yeah, well, I think there are a lot of movies, really good movies, that kind of slip out, that just kind of disappear a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And it's up to us to bring them back. No, uh, <laughs> But you you forget about them, and then when you watch them again, you're just like, oh, my God. You know, this was such a part. Yeah. For me, that movie was a big part of my childhood. Yeah. You know, so it's like it was a staple. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I was a huge, huge, huge Chevy Chase fan. Anything from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. Rightly rightly so. He was very entertaining. I was really young when I started (laughs) watching Saturday Night Live. I would sneak. Yeah. Sneaky sneaks, and I would watch from... Wow. The, you know. God, you, would you go to sleep for a couple hours and get up and, like, go watch the movie or watch the show? No. Well, I don't – maybe. I don't know. It was like four It came on super late. It did. But I would sneak because my folks would watch it. Yeah. And then I would, like, sneak yeah. out and watch behind. Yeah. Hiding behind the chair. Yeah. Well, sticking <laughs> your head out. <laughs> yeah. Don't but, look. Don't turn around. Don't turn around. Uh, is he here again? <laughs> yeah. I can smell him. I can smell that little bastard. <laughs> but I just – I loved it. And it hit me – Unlike anything it ever hit me, like that, yeah. that kind of con- the sketch comedy, like boom, it was an instant connection with me. Nice, nice. and an instant connection with uh, mostly John Belushi. John Belushi yeah. was my yeah. one of my first kind of comedy hero. Your comedy crush? Yeah. Well, I mean, I had soon, very soon after that was Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah. It kind of all came on at the same yeah. time, late. You know, mid to late sevs. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. when I was way too young for any of it. Yeah. But, well, uh, Belushi's big personality, like, it makes sense. Well, for, he's dressed as a, a bee. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's, I mean he's, he's a bigger-than-life character. Flippity-flopping yeah. around, doing flips. And it, you it, see a fat guy doing it's flips. Like, what? An adult can do that? Yeah. yeah. And it was just silly and fun and funny. And they would do commercial parodies. And the one that I remember the most is the, 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 uh, the pond water one. The, pond water. It was like uh, – uh, it was kind of a takeoff on Perrier because Perrier oh, was new. Okay. Like nobody yeah. was like bottled water. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Why would I pay for water when I can get it for free? I have a tap. <laughs> but they did a, a 
whole like pond water thing. And so <laughs> when they poured it out, it was just filled with, you know, like tadpole eggs, tadpole and eggs, and goop. And, and, and so they started playing the anticipation. Oh, nice. The nice. Heinz, yeah, you know, that yeah. was the song that they used for the catch up, you know, because it would, yeah. The whole Heinz thing was like, oh, you got to wait, you got to be patient because it's so thick. Yeah. So anyway, I just, that, that burned into my brain. I'll never forget it. I'll probably on my deathbed, I'll be like, oh. pond water. Yeah. <laughs> it was like called Peru or something. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that Belushi was just the guy. And then I just thought, man, Chevy Chase is just the coolest dude on the planet. Yeah. On the flip side, he was just smooth. Oh, yeah. But also really funny platforming. Mean, people forget the his uh, President Ford. Yeah. His, yeah his... Poor President Ford. Prison four was like a uh, uh, well. I'm just uh, saying he was a really good football player. It wasn't like he was sure, a klutz, sure, but he was just known as. I'm not saying he was a good president. <laughs> I'm just saying that he kind of got unfairly okay, okay. Uh, labeled a klutz because I think he tripped once. Well, but that's the best time though because he was this great athlete and then he fell down. Oh my god, I fell down. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, he was like, I know nothing about him. Nothing. I don't know. I I know he played football. He's he's the least. Interesting president of our lifetime, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Of our lifetime, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He just kind of. I mean, he's forgettable. People. He's like all of Gen X. They just forget he exists. Oh, baby. I'll pardon him for the run of the country. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I know that Ford did was yeah. pardon Nixon. Pardon Nixon. It. And here we are now. <laughs> where we got to. Uh, <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. But, yeah. So. But Chevy Chase did an impersonation to him. Which essentially consisted of him falling down. Yeah, and it was it was just Chevy Chase being Chevy Chase, <laughs> right? But doing a, an elaborate pratfall, <laughs> falling down. Which, like we mentioned on the show, unfortunately led to his. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had some issues, some pain issues. He um, had some issues. I just loved him, and and I and I also forgot how much I really loved Billy Crystal back yeah. in the day. You know, I some guys <laughs> get a little older and. Not everybody can be Steve Martin and Martin no. Short. No. You know? no, 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 no. Not everybody's going to, to be as hilarious and groundbreaking and amazing from the first day to the last day. You know, that's right. super rare. Right. He had an amazing career. Sure. He's had an amazing career. Uh, he Groundbreaking on soap, amazing stand-up, amazing movie star, great He's movies. Great Oscar host. The best, yeah. in my opinion, Oscar host. Steve Martin was really good too, but you know I got Martin bias, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Steve your brain, so sure. of course. But you can't discount what a great career he had and how funny. Oh he no, was no, totally. I just, mean, he was, and he was great on SNL too. I mean, like he was, he was funny. I, he was a funny guy. But throw Mama from the Train for me, I think was the same way that Foul Play was for you. Right. It was something that I, because of like Cinemax and Showtime, it was on. All the time, yeah, and I have probably seen that movie a hundred times. Sure, and and it, and I hadn't seen it in a long time, and it and it I did, at the time when I was watching it had no idea Danny DeVito directed it, had no idea that that the little tiny guy in the movie <laughs> directed the movie. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, no, it was I. I didn't enjoy it as much when it came out as I did this time. Like I, yeah, time has been kind to this movie, in my opinion. I could definitely see. The age you were of kind of being like, okay, this seems kind of dumb. Plus, it was there were a lot of comedies like that back yeah, then. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're we're in a very uh, we're in a drought of good comedies. You know, we'll be talking about a couple later on in the show, but yeah, there's not a lot of comedies coming out, and unfortunately, no. 
the, even though there's been some really great comedies this year, they haven't caught on at the box office, and so who knows? But yeah, yeah, there's not a new like Judd Apatow that that's like shepherding. No, it's just old Judd Apatow shepherding <laughs> young people now. He's just going it's on true. to the next. That's gen, true. That's you know? true. But I mean, it's like that's what we need. We need like a we need like a Seth Rogen, somebody or, that's gonna like come out yes. and like gangbuster. Yes, and, that's gonna define yeah. this. Decades, com. It hasn't yeah. been defined yet. Yeah, okay. you know, because we had in the aughts, we had the Judd Apatow, and we have Seth Rogen and yeah. that whole crew, Michael Sarah, and I don't think that wh- whomever is going to define comedy. Yeah. in this decade, has come out yet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's some great stuff coming out. Bottoms looks really great. Yeah, I think yeah. that's already come out and it's probably going to be streaming I, now. It should be streaming. I soon, think it came out yeah. came out in August in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but it kind of came and went. Yeah, and like didn't you know? It was just kind of like okay. There's it good comedy, funny, yeah. But there's just nothing that's grabbing, getting us back into right. like the comedy. Nothing you know? that's driving people to the theater. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Adam, for summing that up so nicely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but at that time, there was just a glut. Yeah. Of comedies, and everybody was starring in comedies. Yeah. And everything yeah. had to be kind of funny, and it just. It, it was so many concepts. It was yes. high concept yes. comedy back then, and it just that kind of wears thin after a while. It does. It does. It really does. Yeah, that was also back in the time. It's really funny because watching old TV and old movies, there was like a rule against growth. Characters yeah. couldn't grow. They had to stay who they were. If they were a loser, they were a loser. Uh, yeah, and you yeah. could never bring yeah. them, break them out of that because that is what was in the Bible. Yeah, you know, so and so never got the girl, and he'll never yeah. get the girl. Fonz know? was always the cool guy. Uh, Magnum never got money. <laughs> never. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, same thing with uh, with Rock- Rockford. They did a little bit give. You know, they gave him some character yeah. development. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, it's like. Well, yeah, and, and Magnum, too, as the series went. Yeah. You know, as we yeah. went, you know, from the 80s to the 90s. I don't know if you made it. I think he made it to the end of the 80s. But yeah, drama, yeah, you could have a little bit of growth. But in comedy, no, it was just stereotype, 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 stereotype. Stay within your stereotype. Yeah, don't you, jump you, out of it. You're you're that archetype. You have to be that archetype, and that's it. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's how we got Long Duck Dong from, <laughs> you know, from 16, <laughs> from candles. 16 candles. Yeah, And, you know, certain... Certain comedies broke – Mel Brooks was really good at breaking away from that. Yeah. Like with uh, uh, Blazing Saddles, having Cleavon Little as the Yeah, as the, the star. And, yeah. and also, you know, not tap dancing around the racism of the time. Right, you know? right. And, and, you know, turning it into something funny rather than something so yeah. tragic. Yeah. And, you know, I think – yeah. I just think that that unfortunately for me uh, at the time – uh, throw on from the train just kind of fell into that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I could totally see over that. I could totally, yeah, I could totally see that happening. But away from it and watching it again, I really enjoyed it. Uh, speaking of Mel Brooks, uh, obviously during our Hitchcockian comedy, we did not cover uh, High Anxiety. High Anxiety, which is the ultimate Hitchcockian comedy because uh, we felt it deserved to be in its own month with yeah. Mel Brooks. Yeah. High um, Anxiety. Which we will cover at some point. Uh, I still have never seen it. So I, That's the song from it that he sings. Yeah. He plays a, a like a psychiatrist. It's a whole mer. It's so good. You'll love it. Yeah, I don't. I'm pretty sure I've not seen it. Oh, yeah. you'll love it. Yeah, a lot of it takes place at the Bonaventure Hotel. With oh, the, nice. Okay, there's glass elevators. Oh, it's yeah, a whole yeah, big yeah. Part of it. And they even have a poster of it in the Bonaventure. They have all the oh yeah, posters all the of all the movies they, they that shot. have yeah that have shot there, and they can't fit them all now. Um, 
But yeah, that was such a good movie. And then, so I married an axe murderer. That I just adore. That was that such a great movie because he defined the '90s. Yeah, you know, I mean, most of the comedy, most of the great comedies of the '90s were, let's be honest, Mike Myers. You know, yeah, putting aside the guru, uh, (laughs) I think we've given him enough grief for the guru. But but I'm pretty sure that was in the 2000s. I don't was it? Yeah, Uh, probably was. It's funny because after we were talking about it. Uh, I saw some article on Flipboard or something, yeah. and the thumbnail that they used was a picture of he and John Oliver, who I forgot that John Oliver was in the Guru. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking John Oliver's hoping that everybody forgot that he was in the. Guru. Uh, it's much like I always forget that uh, Dana Carvey was in Master of Disguise. Turtle, turtle. Another really great comedy. <laughs> he started <laughs> the it, though. World he guys. I, well, I, I usually just forget that movie exists. Well, you and everybody else. Yeah. But let's be honest, John Oliver, in a lot of stinks as oh, an actor. No. And he, he'll even admit it. He he was like, I am not an actor. <laughs> like, what am I doing in this stuff? But that's so not true. He was so funny on Community. Community, he was phenomenal. He He's he's very talented. I love his show so much. He just uh, completely uh, overtook the Bird oh, of the yeah. Century. Bird of the, the New Zealand Bird of the Century contest. Competition. And... <laughs> 290,000 votes. Oh, there's some people oh. that are P.O.'d about yeah, that. Yeah, but there were a bunch of people that were like, whatever. I it's mean, just it's not... have a sense of humor it's, about it. it. More people now know about New Zealand and their birds, sure. and I'm sure they donated a ton of money. Uh, and let's be honest, yeah. the Putekiteki is a pretty awesome looking bird. It's great. Yeah. It's super weird. I mean, and then what more do you want from a bird? <laughs> so I Marry an Axe Murder. It's just such a fun, like you said, it's like a bunch of sketches with a bunch of really great comedic actors. Yeah. yeah. And it just comes together in a really fun and in a good little mystery, too. Oh, yeah. No, it totally does. I mean, it's a, watching it again and, and knowing that uh, Amanda Plummer, you know, is the culprit at the end. Spoilers. Spoiler. Um, yeah, spoiler for a 30-year-old movie. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it is really interesting seeing how Nancy Travis and Amanda Plummer both act. Like, n- obviously, Nancy Travis not knowing the twist and Amanda Plummer knowing the twist. But she also, if you look at Nancy Travis... She plays it very suspiciously, but it's because she's so worried. Yeah. You know, because all of her husbands have disappeared on their wedding night. So, you know, she's, she's of course, acting strangely. Never once thought it was her weird-ass sister. You never never think it's your family member, Adam. (laughs) Uh, I do also want to thank uh, Lauren Michaels, because apparently uh, we wouldn't have had this month without uh, literally everybody from SNL. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It just occurred to me that all the main actors, I mean, Chevy Chase, Mike Myers... Uh, Billy Crystal were right. all SNL alums. They were. Um, it's weird. It's just weird. It's just the impact of SNL is is much stronger than people realize. Well, I've, you know, a show that's around for 40, what, yeah. 45, almost 50 years? Almost 50 years, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, 40, I think it's turning 49 next year, because I think it started in 75. Yeah. yeah. I'm older than Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> I am not. Oh, no, you're younger. <laughs> Damn it. How dare you? Not by much. No, not by much. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's a great month. There's so many other great Hitchcockian comedies, like stuff, and it's it's just stuff that has that actually has a plot. Sure. Like you know, I mean, that's the big thing is that it has an actual like mystery plot. Um, and there's there's a ton more out there. Oh yeah, right? we had a great month. Yeah, definitely check fun. those things out, and also hit the ridge, baby. Get yourself some Hitchcockies. Oh, you should definitely, yeah. definitely. North by Northwest, Psycho. Vertigo. Vertigo. Rear Window. 
Frenzy. Uh, Frenzy's a good one. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Frenzy's okay. I, I mean, it's not. There's definitely tier lists of Hitchcock movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the stuff in the 30s, and I don't like the stuff in the 70s, but I'll take the 40s well, to the 60s. Definitely the stuff in the 70s. He should have retired. <laughs> yeah, family plot. Oh! Yeah, uh, but there's there was stuff in the 30s and 40s that I really liked. Uh, Again, it's, you know, it's not fair to... to I just... It, it bothers me, and I'm trying to be better at this. <laughs> I'm trying to be better at this. Was like, you know, people have 80%, 90% of a good career... I, Let's yeah. not focus on the ten percent of yeah. stinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think that's a good idea. There's definitely still very good stuff from Hitchcock, despite the fact that his last movies were not. Yeah, hot take. Speaking of comedies, speaking of comedies, and com- hopefully defining a generation. Uh, yeah, no, probably not. But yeah, uh, yeah let's. Uh, we're gonna do something a little different this week. We're just gonna take a few things that we watched and kind of yeah. do a little deeper dive. There probably there might be a little spoilery. Yeah, yeah, uh, so, yeah. Little flirtations with spoiler, spoiling. We're not going to try to completely spoil anything yeah, for you, but, yeah. but uh, yeah. So uh, the movie that we watched uh, that we want to talk about this week was "The Treasure of Foggy Bottom." With yes. The, uh, Please don't destroy, boys. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they are Ben Marshall, John Higgins, and Martin Hurley. He's the son of Tim Hurley, the longtime comedy partner of Adam Sandler and a writer producer for F- SNL in the nineties. Yes, Higgins, uh, John Higgins, one of the other "Please Don't Destroy" kids, uh, <laughs> is uh, he's one of four children of Steve Higgins, a producer and writer for SNL, most widely known as the announcer of the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Uh, he's also the nephew of actor David Anthony Higgins and comedy writer Alan J. Higgins. Yeah. So the whole family is entertainment-based. Were those the guys that were uh, the Higgins boys and Gruber? Are those his, Possibly. His uncles? I know David Anthony Higgins was in, like, on Ellen. He did a lot of comedy. Yeah, then that like, is he, the Higgins yeah, boys yeah, and Gruber. Yeah. So he comes from a very comedy-rich yes, family. Yes, yes. Uh, unfortunately, the other one, Ben Marshall... It's not a Nippo, baby. <laughs> well, good for him. He could be like, screw you guys. I made it on my own. I got to be honest. Of the three of them, I think he's probably the funniest. So these kids started out on the the internets, on the YouTube. Yeah, they were. They met in college. Yeah. Like, they formed a group. They, they had some successful YouTubes. I like to look at it as this is the second generation of yeah. SNL comedians. And I think that's great. You know? Yeah. You, you, you got your dads doing it, and now they're doing it. I think that's great. They're very funny. Their videos are really clever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Their, their Shrek thing with Bad Bunny was hilarious. Yeah. You know, they, they are they different than every other white guy group there is? <laughs> A little bit, but not always. Yeah, because they're Nepo babies. But their movie, Treasure of Foggy Bottom, was really fun. It was like a... It was super fun. Goonies takeoff with, you know... Yeah. I mean, it's they're in their late 20s. They're not really sure what they're doing with their lives. Like, there's a lot of people that identify with that. It was a purpose. It was a purposefully silly movie. Yeah, it's not yeah. supposed to change the world. There's no deep comedy in it. It's just funny. There's a lot of really funny people in it. There's literally an eagle that walks around following them. There's no way you can take this movie seriously. <laughs> and he's sassy that eagle. <laughs> I think it's a hawk. Oh, is it a hawk? Maybe I don't know. Whatever. It tried to murder them. <laughs> yes, but then it became a friend. It but did. I think it was a hawk. Uh, but you have. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien? O'Brien. Playing the dad of the redhead, which was hilarious. First time he's ever actually played a character in in a movie. Well, you could tell because he had a fake beard. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like, oh, he's acting. I can't, I can't do this unless you give me a fake beard. I love Conan O'Brien oh, so yeah, he's much. Great. He's um, great. But yeah, he was hilarious in it. Bowen Yang from Saturday Night Live, who is absolutely hilarious, plays like a cult leader. Oh, yeah, he was so great. And then <laughs> he was so great. And then you have X Mayo, who she was on American Auto, I think. She was great on that. Uh, she was a staff writer for The Daily Show. Uh, she was uh, on The Good Doctor and Swarm. Megan Stalter was hilarious. I could have watched a whole movie with just Megan Statler and X Mayo's characters. Oh, yeah. Doing their thing. Well, and, and Nicole Sakura, really funny on Superstore. You got Cedric Yarbrough from uh, Reno 911. And, and uh, Sunita Mani, who was uh, in... Uh, that Glow. Glow, yeah. She was fantastic in Glow. She's great. She didn't have much to do in this movie, No, she really did not. Like I, it made me sad. I'm sure she had some stuff cut out, probably. I am sure there is a cut of that movie that's probably four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just... it's. Look, if you like silly, goofy comedies with some of your favorite folks in it, it's narrated by John Goodman. They got a lot of really good people in it. Is it going to change your life? No. Yes. Oh, really? No. It changed my life. No, it didn't change mine, but it was funny. No, it won't change your life, but you're going to have a good time. Perfect thing to watch post-Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. You know. Eat your meal. Fest. Drink some wine. Have yeah. some beers. Doze off to Foggy Bottom. <laughs> Foggy <laughs> Mountain. Foggy Mountain. <laughs> I got a foggy bottom. Uh, yeah, it's it's it. I don't. I will. I am. I fully admit that I don't find all of their sketches to be funny. Sure. Um, in fact, I probably find more of them not funny than funny. Oh. I don't connect with them as much, but I really like this movie. Yeah. I, the movie was really funny. Look, it's about three best friends, and you know me and friendship. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I love these. I love. Movies where comedy groups or comedy duos, you know, they like portray themselves as all, it's like the Three Stooges. They all sleep <laughs> in the bunk beds. Yeah, they all do yeah. everything together. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's just that kind of thing. Three man boys. <laughs> Very you much know, man boys. Who need yeah. to grow up. And I don't even know if they do, but it doesn't matter. You're just, you're along for a ride. Have some fun. It's not going to change your life, but you're going to have some gigs. So check out. Please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain. It's on Peacock. Uh, it it's funny. I, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. We recommend it. We both give it uh, yeah. two middle fingers up. I don't know whatever our <laughs> whatever our uh, our barometer is, but I, I give it a solid eight. Yeah, you know, yeah. I enjoyed myself. I laughed out loud a lot. It's a turn off your brain and have fun comedy. Yeah. It's a it's a popcorn comedy. Just but if you've got an issue with nepo babies. Stay well, away. Nepo babies are going to issue with a lot of people. <laughs> I, um, I won't go to that family business. How dare you? So that's our, our, uh, our, our movie of the week, our movie of yeah. the month, I suppose. Movie of the month. We're going to switch over to a video game. Now, yeah. So this is, again, a little spoilery, but we'll prob- we're going to stay away from the, the main spoilers. But if you don't want to know anything about Spider-Man 2, yes. uh, skip ahead. Um, but... Uh, we both finished the game. Yes. Adam platinumed it, which means he did everything. I did everything. Um, it, uh, was, it really wasn't that hard. No. Th- that's the, what I love about those games is yeah. they, they give you the plats. It give, it, that's the beauty of these games is that they know you just want to have fun with it. Right. Enjoy the story. Have fun with it. Yeah. And, and for those of you who don't know, there, uh, PlayStation has a trophy system. All the games have trophies, and doing certain things yeah. gets you a trophy. And then if you've done all the trophies, then you get this platinum trophy, which is, yeah. oh, the best. 
Um, and of, very some hard of them to are do. Really hard to do. Oh yeah, but but the thing about the Spider-Man games is a lot of the tro- most of the trophies are pretty organic. That'll come yeah. just with you playing them. You don't have yeah. to. You know, some of these trophies you have to play through the game eight different times uh, and all the difficulties and never take a hit or all this stuff. But at least they give you a chance to get it. Yeah, I just saw a Game Ranks video this morning. They were talking about really hard to get uh, oh, yeah, achievements. Yeah. And uh, one guy has gotten the Platinum Trophy on 8,379 games. How old is this man? I don't know. Or 8, woman, 8,379 Platinum Trophies. And not there's a bunch that are just super easy. Sure. But some that are like, why? There are 8,000 easy ones. Why are you doing this? How did he get it? I didn't even know there were 8,000 games. I don't Oh, yeah. There's a ton. So Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac Games. Yes. There, uh, was, there was an original Spider-Man in 2018, and then they did, uh, which was for the PS4. And then they did uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which was... One kind of, the, of an expansion. Yeah, it was a standalone, but it was but it was the first one done for the PS5. Yes, it wasn't completely whole game, but it wasn't a time. I mean, it, it it took like twenty hours maybe to get through it. It was my favorite out of the. It was two. super fun. Yeah, the the story was great. I really loved the Miles character. But so what they did for Spider Man Two is uh, you got two Spider Man. Yeah, you got your Spider Mans. You got your <laughs> Peter Parks. Yeah, and you got your Miles Morales. Yeah, and. Uh, and ten out of ten, it was it was amazing. It was super fun. I mean, I'm I'm already ready to play through the whole series again. Yeah, let's go through some some positives, and we'll do yeah. a couple of negatives. Uh, there's not very many negatives, but there's a couple of things I'd like to talk about. Sure. Um, but the story, yeah, story's good, really good. Uh, and one thing that sets games apart for me that are like masterpieces versus whatever is the downtime. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, the just going to dinner or hanging out yeah. or yeah. getting to know the characters. Right. The non Spider Man parts are great. Like, there's parts where you play as uh, Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. yeah. And she's a badass in this one. You know, people didn't yeah. really like the Mary Jane Spider Man one things. I, I liked them. I thought yeah. they were a nice departure. They were, they were stealthy. They were fun. It was yeah. like it was like playing the game without having the powers. Right. And it was so much more relatable. Yeah, and it's a nice break because then you, you, you realize how spoiled you are with all these exactly exactly powers. And I found the combat to be a little more difficult. Yes. But yeah. I adapted. It's it's one of those things. Where I love. Smart combat. Like, The Witcher's got very smart yeah. combat where yeah. you have to think about it. Like, I am not at all a Souls-like guy. <laughs> no. I want to enjoy the game. Yeah. I don't need a 45-minute, three-hour-long boss battle. No. Where I lose everything no. if I lose. I just don't need that. Ch- I don't need that headache, Adam. Yeah. But I like a smart combat system. And once I kind of started using the gadgets and the powers and figuring out how to maneuver everything, it got... Not so much easier, but a lot more interesting. Yeah, in the first game, uh, and and in Miles Morales, they, they, like you could theoretically, it was could just be a beat em up. You yeah. could get through everything just by punching, punching, punching. Yeah, this one definitely, you had to use the powers, you had to use the gadgets to really make it worthwhile and and to get through some cer- certain things. Oh know? yeah, the enemy AI was a lot better on this one. Yeah, I mean they would even. It's really funny, and I it, it always made me crack up. One thing you can do in this game is it, it, that you couldn't do in the other one is you can make uh, web lines to walk across yeah. to do stealthy stuff. You know, grab people from the ground. You know, do yeah, like the old yeah. Batman scooperoo. Yeah. And uh, 
<laughs> and in the last game, people never looked up. They're yeah. just like, oh. Yeah. And now they're like, uh, let's what, look up. What was, What's going like, on what up here? That? So if you, you know, if you're there, they'll see you. If you're away, they won't. But, but it's just, it was kind of a funny joke. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, kind of poking fun at themselves. There were certain people that would be, like, working on stuff, and it was like you could do a line above them and then take them out. But if it was a soldier that was, like, walking back and forth, there was a pretty good chance he was going to see you. Yeah. And, and, it, and it worked. I mean, it totally worked. Yes. And the one thing I really did enjoy about this one, as opposed to the last one, is there was always a certain point in the last game where stealth would just stop, and you would have yeah. to fight. And in this one... You didn't have to. You could stealth the entire oh, yeah. mission you, if you wanted to. It takes you, a while, but... You could definitely... You could stealth... Per, well, until the, the boss battles, you could pretty much stealth the entire game. Yeah, and it and I love stealth, so I would do that. And then you would... And then once the action started, then you got a great battle going on. Yeah. And Miles and Peter both played differently. Yeah. And the yeah. Venom suit. You, you at some point get a, the yeah. black Venom suit. And that even plays differently. That was a huge uh, positive for me was how they introduced the the alien symbiote. Oh, yeah. Uh, which in the movies, they've never called it an alien. It was like at one point, I think in the Spider-Man 3, it was like a nano suit or something. Some, I thought it I, was. Well, in the in the Venom game, I'm in the games, in the Venom movies, he's a Oh, he's alien. an alien. I yeah, think so. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. With Eddie Brock. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, but th- what I liked about it, because I love the original... My favorite comic I had growing up was Web of Spider-Man number one. It was the first time he had the black suit yeah. after doing Secret Wars. And and I loved how he got a hold of the suit and, like, the origin of that. Well, obviously, a movie, you're not going to have a bunch of heroes go to a planet, some weird god made that everyone's going to fight on. Like, it's right. not going to happen. But the fact that this was still an alien was chef's kiss. Oh, yeah. And the way that they introduced it – now. We're going to get in a little bit of spoiler territory here. So uh, in the, the the in the credit sequence of the last game, it teased that uh, Peter's friend Harry, yeah, uh, Osborne, yeah, mm, Daddy was the Green Gobsy, Norm, Norman, Norman. Yeah. Harry's Harry. got an incurable disease. His mother died from this disease. Right, it was passed on to him. Yeah, and so he's in this in this two, you know, like a Star Wars yeah, back, like to, back tank to tank kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and you see the, the symbiote, you know, so the teases yeah. uh, Venom in the end. And it's really cool what they do with the friendship between Harry yeah. and Peter. And, and that's what makes it so... One of the things that made this game so damn interesting to me was that everybody had... A sympathetic side to them, whether yeah. they were the villain, even Venom. You know, it's like Venom was trying, yeah, to yeah. survive. You know, yeah, what I mean? mean, he was he was doing the thing that he thought would help fix the world. That's the thing. I think the motivations behind a lot of these guys weren't nefarious. The yeah. Sandman yeah. just wanted to see his daughter. Yeah, you know oh the God, that the scorpion open, that opening. Know? Oh yeah, uh, it, there's just so much depth to it. The characters are so even. Even the 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 little side quest characters are so defined. There's there's some great side quests where you just go find a grandpa, yeah, and then sit yeah. and talk to and him, chat with him, yeah. And I think the most one of the most poignant side quests I've ever played is there was a character in the first Spider Man. I forget his name. He was a homeless guy mm-hmm. who had a bunch of pigeons that were his buddies. Yeah, and there was this horrible mini game. 
in the first Spider-Man where you had to go track down these pigeons uh, and a web swing, and it was just catching, catching those pigeons was woo. It got easier on the PS5, I yeah. will have to say. Yeah. But but so he comes back in this game, and you're like, oh boy, here we go again. <laughs> but he's just like, oh no, I just I want you to take my pigeons someplace nice, find them someplace where they can live. And, but I'm not saying this whole thing wasn't telegraphed from the beginning. No, 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 no. But you go and you, so you take this guy's pigeons, this beautiful song plays. I forget the name of it, but it's like some pop tune. Yeah. And, and you take the, the pigeons and you find them a new home. And then you go back to the guy and he's dead. And we knew he was going to die. Yeah it, yeah. it wasn't a big surprise. But it was a character that we got to know and love from the last game. And it was such a beautiful send off for him. Yeah. And yeah. it was just, it was like, it teared me up. I mean, it was yeah. a very emotional thing. And, and, you know, you get to play one of, one of my favorite side quests. And I'm really glad I was playing it with my headphones on. Yeah. Was Miles has a, a, mm. a love interest. A love interest, yeah. And she's deaf. And they, you, you get to play a small, just a quick bit as her. And, the sound, oh, especially yeah. with the yeah. headphones on, of being deaf. Yeah, it, it was it was amazing, but it really made me get to know the character better and to understand the character better. And I think there's just so much inclusivity and so much depth to this game that is more than just a, a silly s- superhero game. Right. Right. I agree. I totally agree. I I love I love the inclusion of a deaf character. They literally sign and and have a do ASL. Yeah, like it's it's I've never seen that in a game before. Yeah, uh, I mean they obviously they have subtitles to translate everything, but like it was incredible. Yeah. Like that's that it's such a great in, sense of inclusivity of 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 making sure these people are aware that that they're being seen. You know? And without pandering, there was no pan. It, yeah. it, it was organic. It wasn't like virtue signaling or whatever people, you know, and I don't know how to define it, but you know what I mean? It well, wasn't like, yeah, yeah. It was like, okay, we're going to put, we're going to have these gay characters in, we're going to have this character. They had all of the, every, all of that, I, but I, it was all yeah. organic and done in a way that just is like life. I was fully expecting, because uh, like there's the first time that you realize that they're doing ASL, I was fully expecting one of the characters to be like, oh, I don't know ASL. But like Genki and his friend Genki and and Miles, like both are like, just immediately start signing, and it's yeah. like, well, yeah, they're her, f- they're friends with her, right? So like they're gonna learn this so they can talk. Yeah, exactly. Like it was, it was, it was great. Yeah, it it was the perfect length. It, the story was amazing. The side quests were pretty good. I've only I've got a couple of little little uh, annoyances. Okay, one is. I was so disappointed in the Mysterio oh, yeah. side quest yeah. because it was this whole bait and switch. Yeah. They Mysterio, if you don't know, is a character. He was in one of the Spider Man movies. He's like a He was in the, like a con man. The, yeah, the second yeah. um uh away from home or whatever. Far yeah. from home? Far far from home? Yeah, I think it was I far don't from know. home. There's a lot of homes. The one where he is in Europe and then he comes back. Yes. And, yeah. Like by Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. He was great at it. Yeah. But the first time you go into the Mysterio uh mini game, it's at Coney Island and it's this really fun music. Yeah. Like, like a, a like a like beat saber beat type saber, of thing, yeah. you know, where you gotta go on the beat. 
And I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. It totally is a break from all of the stupid fighting and the yeah. busy work. Yeah. And it's and, and unique. And, and Miles is so into music. Nice. They finally incorporated Miles' music into the minigame thing. I'm going to love this. Well, and all the, a bunch more open up. And I'm like, I can't wait. I'm going to just do these. And it's just beat em up. Bait and F and switch. Just a beat em up in some weird like ethereal a, yeah, place. And yeah. you gotta, I'm not. I don't. Look, I think in both games, some of the side material, you know, isn't yeah, the best. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot of the same kind of beat em up kind of stuff. But. I will say that I never got really bored with it. Yeah. And what I would do, if there was something I didn't like in the game, I'll just do them all. I'll yeah, get them out yeah, of I'll eat yeah. my vegetables, and then I yeah, can go yeah. have ice cream for the rest of the day. Yeah. So I'll just, you know, uh, if I just pummel through these things, yeah, then I yeah. can get the suit, and I can right, go on right. a merry way, yeah. um, a Mary Jane way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think some of the side content I wasn't extremely psyched with. I really liked the science side quest stuff i like that in the first yeah. one too where you the little puzzles where you got to put the chemicals and stuff oh yeah together. this yeah this one was cool yeah makes you feel smart yeah um but i i i had enough i think they improved on a lot of the things they improved on the the you know those encounters that just pop up the crime yeah. encounters they they were yeah. a lot yeah. quicker and less intrusive and yeah. a little bit more varied I, I that, that's one thing for me that I I felt was more of a downside. I I know in the first uh, Spider-Man game, and I and I didn't feel this way in Miles Morales, but like the first Spider-Man game, I felt very much more willing to like explore the city. Yeah. And in in this one, it was I was just like story, 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 and like I never really, and maybe that's me, but I never really took the time to like go out and just swing around yeah. and like check out the new parts of the maps that are open and and stuff and. And, and and granted, I know in the first one they forced you a number of times to just go swing oh, yeah. around the city, and I know some people didn't like that. I loved it because I too. was like, "Hey, it's it's this is what he does ninety percent of the time." Yes, yeah, I mean, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, but 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 that's small. That's small. And and I'm gonna play it again, and I'm gonna explore the city. Hundred percent. I'm. They're not deal breakers, and yeah. and nothing is long enough or hard enough that it gets discouraging or frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I never got, fr- I think I got frustrated at one thing until I figured out how to do it. And then it was fine. Yeah. You yeah. know, sometimes they don't hold your hand on, right. in this game completely. Right. There's some stuff you got to kind of figure out on your own, which I like too. But, uh, but all in all such when the credits rolled on this game, I was so satisfied. It's one of the best games of the year. Agreed. And this year has been an amazing year for games. Yeah. It really yeah. has with uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and yeah. Cyberpunk. Yeah, uh, Phantom Liberty. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, <laughs> so good. I started. I finally started. Oh, we'll be talking about that probably next I'm, month. I'm like four hours into it, and I still haven't gotten to the title card yet. <laughs> That's so crazy. Uh, but if you got a play, if you got a PS5, get yourself this. Yeah. If your kids got one, you know they're going to want it. It's also a game that everybody can play. Yes, there's really nothing in yes. it salacious or dirty or yeah. or death. You know, Spider-Man doesn't like to kill people. No, I mean people die. 
It, 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 there's there's one particular very violent scene, but uh, uh, but it's worth it, and, there, it, and it's yeah. worth it. You you do get to play somebody. Mm. Oh, I was, that's not even the scene I was talking about. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm talking but, about after that when Craven and Venom fight. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, Craven is a hunter and he likes to kill people, so bear that in mind. Yeah. But it, honestly, you know if. It, any kid. It was it was still handled in a, in a way that... There's no not, blood. Yeah, there's no blood. There's not any blood or body parts or anything or foul language or any of that stuff. So yeah. uh, you, you could totally play it with your kids. And it would be a fun... Look, if your kids play games, it might be something that you guys could play together. Yeah, yeah I think totally. you'd really enjoy it. And it's also a great game to watch, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's because of the story. Like you said... You just kind of jam through the story yeah. because the story is so good. It's you good. Just, you just want to know what happens. Exactly. Like I, yeah. So, yeah, that's our, that's our biggie, man. Yeah, Spider-Man 2. Uh, ask for it for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holiday celebrate you celebrate. Sure. Whatever materialistic holiday <laughs> that you celebrate. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about some TV. Yeah. Uh, we both watched Blue Eye Samurai. Uh, Netflix. Uh, it's on Netflix. It is absolutely incredible. Oh, my God. It, I read an article that said... You're not watching the best show on Netflix. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. Don't tell me what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, so I put it on, and it gripped me, man. It gripped me like no other show has in a yeah. while. Yeah. To the point where I was, uh, I was barreling towards the end. It's eight episodes, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a kind of a standalone thing. Hopefully, they'll have a second season. I hope so. But I was barreling through it, and it was like almost three o'clock in the morning and I'm about to start the last episode. Oh, wow. Cause I'm like, I gotta know. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, the, the sane part of me was like, look, man, you watch it now. You're not going to remember a damn yeah, thing. Yeah. You go to bed and you watch it tomorrow when you're look at you all growing up. Yeah. It only took 54 <laughs> years. Um, but yeah, I, I have not been gripped like that in a long time. And it's the, the writing and the story yeah. is, is just so good. The last thing, I should say the last animated show like this that really got me was Primal. Uh, and it's it, a fantastic show. Highly recommend Primal. That's on uh, it's Cartoon on, Network? Yeah, yeah. Adult so it, it's on Max. Max. Yeah, Adult okay. Swim. I think it was Adult Swim. Um, great show. Absolutely great show. But Blue Eye Samurai, the animation is so incredible. Yeah. it's done. It was done by a French company. Uh, it's so good. Uh, the show was created and written by a husband and wife team. Didn't realize they were married. Uh, Michael Green and Amber Noizumi. Yeah, they wouldn't um, have been married long if the show didn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Green, the name might sound familiar. He co-wrote Logan, uh, Alien Covenant, Blade Runner 2049, and Murder on the Orient Express, all of which came out in 2017. That's insane. Yeah, there's something else That's coming a out. crazy year. There's something else coming out, too, that I was like, I don't know. But then I found out that they were writing it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. 100%. I, can't. Yeah. I wish I could remember what it was. Uh, he was actually nominated for Logan. He was nominated for an Academy Award. It's uh, a great script. It was great. All yeah. of those scripts were great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is, it's such an incredible show. Great uh, characters. And there, it's the thing that's really cool about it is that it's not, there's no monsters. There's yeah. no mystical crap. There's no, no. you know. No, they... orcs or goblins. <laughs> Mizu, the main character, can seem otherworldly at times. Well, they call the person a Mizu. demon. Yeah. Be- well, yeah. Because they have blue eyes. Well, yeah. So the, the, the whole thing is that in, in 1633, when this shogun took over Japan, he unified Japan. He closed down the borders, and no one 
that was not Japanese was allowed in the country. Right. Except, surprise, surprise, these four guys who, like, were traitors and yeah. they stayed there and, and, and Mizu is potentially the offspring of one of them. Uh, and wants to have revenge because they want to be Japanese and they can't be right. because they're a half breed. Because they got blue eyes and they're cursed. Yeah. And the thinking at the time, too, was that the, the blue eyed devils were devils, demons. Demons. They, they weren't pure. I mean, it was. Demons. Yeah, they, they, they weren't pure. I mean, at the end of the day, if you weren't Japanese, you were lesser. And end. this person has another strike against him, too, that you'll find yeah. out. But the supporting cast is great. Oh, the kid with no arm, uh, no hands. Masioka, I think it is. Is that his name? That does the... I think it, he's the guy from Heroes. Masioka does the voice, but the yes. character... Oh, no, I don't remember the character's yeah. name. He's great. It's No Hand Jimmy. <laughs> right. No Hand Jimmy. <laughs> and then there's uh, One-Eyed uh, Jack. <laughs> and then there's... Uh, it's... Big Bellied Bobby. It's a fantastic show. I it, it is written so well. It's so layered. I I highly highly recommend it. Acting is amazing. I didn't. Kenneth Branagh does one of the voices. I had no idea it was him. Oh yeah yeah. Doesn't sound like him at all. No. The, and that's. I mean, look. Kenneth Branagh is very hit or miss for me. I, I I like him a lot, but he is very hit or miss, and he hits it out of the park on this one. Uh, Maya Erskine, or Erskine, mm-hmm. uh, sh- she was one of the uh, um, writers and stars of Pen15. Right. Uh, Th- this floored me, the fact yeah. that, that she is the lead. Yeah, had... it's super It's super weird. I Have you ever seen Pen15? No, I've not watched it yet. Mm. But <laughs> It means penis. Oh, oh does it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's hilarious. They're hilarious. They did a crossover with Pen15 and Big Mouth. That was really funny, and she was on that as well, and then the other girl. Yeah. It's about two – it's two uh, – <laughs> it's maybe middle-aged now? Uh, <laughs> two older actors yeah. that are playing uh, middle schoolers. Oh, it's middle school? Yeah. Oh, and it is, high school. No, oh, wow. I think it's middle school. Oh, God. And it is so hilarious. It is – they are so perfect. And But it just blew my mind that this comic – I had no – it doesn't – I had no idea. It was one of those things where I'm like, yeah. Uh, so Masioka is the, the no handed guy's name is Ringo. 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 Yeah. And you're close with like one no, <laughs> one no Jimmy. hand Jimmy. Uh, but Randall Park plays a character uh, who's funny. He was on uh, Fresh Off the Boat and a yeah. billion other things. Oh my God. Uh, he was the Asian Jim in The Office. <laughs> Asian Jim. Which was hilarious. Uh, you've seen him in a ton of stuff. But he, again, uh, playing. A bad guy, not playing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's great to see these comedians playing these extremely dramatic parts. It, it's so good. Oh my god! I, I, I mean, part of me, the way it ends, there definitely has to be a second season. I hope so. I, I mean, well, if you all watch it, everybody needs watch to watch it. it. It definitely does need to be seen. It's one of those things that we need to champion because it is so good, and it's it. I wasn't sure about it when I when it first popped up. I'm like, up oh, another. Animated anime thing, you know, they yeah. got tons of them yeah. on here and yeah. they just kind of bleed together. But damn, man, amazing. Yeah, it's it, for me, really. And I, I, I explain this to because Phoebe's younger sibling is a huge anime fan mm. and I, I cannot stand the standard anime animation. Yeah. Like that kind of cheap animation. It just turns me off so much. Sure. Um, and, and there's definitely stories in shows that supersede that despite right. cheaper animation. But, and, and if you would. You know, the the more modern-day anime is yeah. not right, right. that. But this, Blue-Eyed Samurai, is a work of art. Oh, yeah. Every frame is a work of art. It is 
absolutely incredible. Yeah, impeccably directed, impeccably written, impeccably acted. Uh, it'll hold your interest until the very last frame. And like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't put it down if it were a book. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that I, it is one of the best series I've seen, if not the best series I've seen this year. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. Highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Check it, check it out, dude. Um, <laughs> that's my new uh, persona. Check it out, dude. Check her out, dude. Um, well, now, since we're talking about TV, we're going to yeah. do a little. We had a, 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 a modern-day television show for you to embrace. Only yeah. eight episodes, so it's an inner and an outer pretty quick. But this one's a little bigger. Um, <laughs> not by much. <laughs> actually, not by much. <laughs> and we're definitely going to do a show on this. We're, we, we're yeah, gearing we're not, up yeah. next year for a Bruce Willis month. Yeah, we're not going to go too deep into this yeah. right now. But, uh, uh, but it's definitely worth watching now. So then when we do cover it, right. you've watched all 66 episodes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moonlighting. 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 Finally on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, finally on streaming, but on Hulu. Uh, there was a bunch of music issues because they use a lot of music in the show. Yeah, a lot of doo-wop, a lot of... Th- they didn't want to release the show without having the original music in it and the music that was it, when it originally broadcast. Because much like Miami Vice at the time, music was another character in the show. Yes, yes. And a lot of the shows, like even the titles, Devil with the Blue Dress On, yeah. uh, one of the Moonlighting episodes, with Judd Nelson and Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, nice. Whoopi Goldberg was smoking hot, too. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Devil in the Blue Dress, you're not playing that song. It's not no. going to work. Right, right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I, yeah, yeah. This show started out as uh, just, you know, they wanted to do another, you know, man, woman, man, woman, camera, TV. They wanted to do another, you know, detective show, a will they, won't they, yeah. you know, the kind of thing. But this show evolved into something that people had never really seen before. It was like a combination of the Looney Tunes and a combination yeah. of, of Hitchcock and all of these disparate things coming together to somehow work. Because yeah. you have yeah. uh, Sybil Shepherd, who is grounded and, and serious and a business person and a grown-up, basically. Right, and you can right. tell by the shoulder pads, Adam. <laughs> uh, and then you got Bruce Willis as Addison, David Addison, who's just id, you know? Yeah. He's just fun, 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 immature, having a good time. <laughs> Come on, Maddie. Lighten up. Hi. Uh, and it was one of the first shows to break the fourth wall. Yeah. And it also was one of the first shows that the behind-the-scenes Drama yeah. spilled out everywhere. It was almost as big a story as the show. It was. And it and and almost I think half of the people watching the show were watching the show because they liked the show, and the other half of the people were watching the show to see what was going on between these two people that apparently hated each other. Right. Bruce Willis right. and Sybil Shepherd. And so it was originally supposed to be Sybil Shepherd vehicle, because right. she was the big star. But Bruce Willis, he took off. He was lightning yeah. in a bottle yeah. and and it's so funny. I don't know. Uh, you know, the perspective of seeing it when I was younger, I was a full-on David Addison, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, immature, let's have fun, sing and dance. And all, right. yeah, the uh, the uh, Bruce Willis character, mm. yeah. But now watching it, I'm just like, I'm so on Maddie's side. <laughs> like, grow up, dude. <laughs> I, I can see where his – and I've only watched like five episodes so far. But I could see where – his the foil of his being that id works. Oh yeah, and like definitely, there's times when they need it. Yeah, you know, I mean the pilot was incredible. It was done really well. Oh yeah, uh, 
it you know it gets a little ridiculous by the end. But that's the thing; it's supposed to. But I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know, I mean, it's it was fun. It's written very well. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Gordon Karen created the show. Uh, he also created Medium and Now and Again. I don't know if you watched either of those no. shows. Um, he's still out there. He's he's working on Bowl, I think. And it kind of turned the tropes of like the hearts, to, the heart to hearts, or yeah. or the Remington Steels on its side, you know, yeah. on yeah. its head, I guess. Sure. You know what you're saying? Um, and yeah, of course, the other things were very successful. No, I'm just saying is that it wasn't like he was a flash in the pan. It wasn't oh no, like no, no, a, no, no. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when I say peaked early, is that it's difficult when you're the zeitgeist. You know, yeah, and you yeah. have something that's so unique. And I think, you know, the fact that there was this is one of the first shows, too, that people paid attention as much to what went on behind the scenes as what went on on the show. Yeah. And it was also one of the first shows to acknowledge that and make fun of themselves for it. Right. And right. and they're in on the joke because a lot of times it'd be like, ah, they have an opening and be like, well. It's been like eight weeks since we've had a new moonlighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the really funny thing is that the show only ran – it ran five seasons but only 66 episodes, which is extremely rare for an hour-long drama. They could not – Yeah. They could – I don't think they ever reached more than 18 episodes a season. Or 19. I think 19 was their Mm, best. Maybe. I think season three might have had 19 episodes. But it – also just got to the point, too, because I'm on... No, it was 18. Season 2 was 18. <laughs> there were... Season 1 was 7. Season 2 was 18. Season 3 was 15. Season 4 was 14. Season 5 was 13. Oh, wow. It, it, uh... But, but the other issue is that they would, they would like literally be like, all right, here's promos for the next week's episode, and then they wouldn't be able to... It wouldn't be done. <laughs> right. And they were like, uh, I guess we're going to show reruns. But it wasn't... It wasn't just Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard disliking each other or whatever no, it was. No, no. It was such a demanding show for the two leads. A, they were yeah. in every single scene. B, the dialogue pops so yeah. quick, 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 quick. It's so quick, but it also has a rhythm to it. Yeah. And, and each word is important. Because right. a lot of right. times there's a whole, we're looking for a man with a mole on his nose, a mole on his nose, a mole on his nose. And it's this whole kind of Dr. Seussian yeah, yeah. stuff. And back and forth, and it's such a fast-talking show that it's basically two hours in a in a forty-minute show. Right, right, right. And always walking and talking and running and talking, and it's just I could see how exhausting it would be. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the pressure, the feuding. Yeah, you know, there was also, I think they kind of twisted it at the time of a will they won't they behind the scenes too. They kind of yeah, made it yeah. seem like they were kind of the same characters. Um, I think they just kind of hated each other. Sure, but uh, but because of the workload and the fact that they just couldn't get any episodes done, they brought in Curtis Armstrong, yeah, to play Burt Viola, and then they created this romance between him and Alice Beasley, yeah, who plays uh, Miss DePesto. DePesto. She's the receptionist. Is like rhymes everything. Jimmy DePesto. Yeah, I, I, Blue Moon. I gotta admit, probably my least favorite thing about the show. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> but now, because I'm on, I think I'm on the penultimate season. I think, and there, it's like ah, now half of the season is just DePesto and yeah. Viola, right? And, and there will they won't they? Right. And then they bring in McGillicuddy to be kind of a foil to them, and it's like, well, these tertiary characters we don't really care about right right and as you know they're trying their hardest and they're both great actors and, yeah. and, and watching it again 
divorced from all of this drama, you know, yeah. when I first watched it, I really enjoy their episodes. Curtis Armstrong's great. He's but a great at the, actor. At the time, it was just so frustrating to yeah. be a fan of yeah. this show. And I've never had this with any other show ever. It's just interesting. Uh, it's really interesting to watch it again. A, to be able to go from episode to episode to episode to episode, not have to wait months right. between episodes. Right. And I'm just and, – and I'm really curious – because you're still in season one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once you get to season two and three, it really kind of finds its, its sure, sure. You know, its real self-self. Uh, but I'm curious to, to see what you think of it watching it today. Yeah. Because I'm so biased. I can't. Right, you know, right, right, right. Uh, I just and, – and I, I've always been a huge, huge fan of Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. And it just breaks my heart. Watching him, yeah, 30, 32 years old, just this young, pudgy, hilarious <laughs> guy, just so quick, so funny, just watching him become a star, yeah, yeah, which is literally what the show is. You're watching this man become a megastar, and then and then seeing these posts from his kids and stuff about his aphasia and his dementia, yeah, the snappy, poppy dialogue, it's. It's just so incredible and difficult to do. They make it look so easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was one of the things. Just a little bit of research I've done so far, because of course, when I start watching stuff, I <laughs> yeah. can't help it. Uh, the reason Sybil Shepherd wanted to do the show was because of the Hoxian like dialogue. Yeah. And the funny thing is that Glenn Gordon Karen was like, "What are you talking about?" He had no idea. So they sat down and watched a bunch of Howard Hawks movies, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, I write like that." Yeah, he was ripping off somebody without even knowing he was <laughs> yeah. ripping them off. Yeah. I thought it was ripping off shit. Uh, it's Hitchcock. <laughs> but we we will go much deeper into that. Oh when yeah. We do our Bruce Willis month and. and but uh, definitely. If Give it a watch. Yeah, yeah, if you're a Bruce Willis fan, Simple Shepherd fan, fan of comedy, fan of Hitchcock comedy, a fan of really unique television. Yeah. Yeah. And groundbreaking television. Yes. Then check it out. It's uh it's on Hulu. Yeah, watch it before Hulu goes away. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, get on it. Because who knows? It's a it's a crazy time. Yeah. With streams. Once uh once Disney buys it outright, I don't know what's gonna happen to all their stuff all that stuff. Well, I, I just I, I'm not the first one to say it. But it just seems like we're getting to the point where we're reinventing cable. Yeah, yeah. We're getting to the point where, oh, let's put commercials on there. And then we'll combine them. And then we'll have live stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Now it's like when I turn on HBO Max or Max, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can watch the NBA on TNT. I don't even need cable. Like, okay. You can watch CNN, too. Uh, Yeah, it just, yes. (laughs) The more things change, the more things stay the same. But uh, but that is our retro pick of yeah, the month. Yeah, definitely give it a watch. I'm very much enjoying it. I'm yeah, like I said, I think I'm about five episodes into it, um, in the seven episode first season. But uh, but it's good. It's really fun. Well, we're gonna just go do just some, a, some quick bites, some quick bites for you, things that we've been watching, and we'll just let you know if we like it or don't. The new season, The Amazing Race, started, and I love it. Nice. You should watch it. There's 39 seasons of it. It's all available on Paramount Plus. You and Phoebe should try uh, to get on that. Yeah, we've been – well, we, we – if, if you didn't listen to the episodes way at the beginning, when we first started, we literally watched 37 seasons during lockdown. Good Lord. <laughs> it was 343 episodes of this show uh, during lockdown. Just – we would watch it during lunch. Yeah. We would just have lunch and watch The Amazing Race. Uh, just one episode every day. Uh, but it's it's now – 
they've had a couple seasons since they have started again because obviously it was shut down during the pandemic. Yeah. They've had a couple seasons. This is the first season where they haven't – they don't have, like, chartered planes and stuff where you have to actually find your own way. It's like, go to Tbilisi, Georgia. There's a, a, a travel agent. Book a plane. Like, they, it's the first time – They get money? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a credit card that they give them. But it's like, you have to literally do it all yourself. And all you have is a piece of paper that says you have to go to this place. And, all right. And, and it's, it's the way it was for a long time. But it's nice to see it go back to that. It is the only reality, quote-unquote, reality show that I actually watch because it is actually a competition show. It's a game show at yeah. the end of the day. Um, this season's really good. I highly recommend it. I it's it's very fun. And they like they went to Slovenia for the first time ever in the history of the show and it's gorgeous there. Nice. Like I was just like, wow, I've never even thought about going to Slovenia. Now it's on my list. So what season is this? Thirty nine. Wow. Thirty wow. thirty eight or thirty nine. Yeah. How? Is um, it two they, seasons of they a do, year or something? They do uh yeah. They do. They usually do one in the spring and one in the fall. Because it hasn't been on for thirty nine years. No, it started in like two thousand, I think, or two thousand one. Yeah. Well, it's so, like I mean, uh, Survivor. Survivor is the same. They I mean, they they would yeah. Survivor's in like season like forty five or something. I I watched the first. I loved the first season of Survivor. I I never got into it. It was just so different, and it it seemed like it was more skill based, right? Than right. you know. Most reality shows, I guess. And it was a competition. And you had that weirdo Richard Hatch guy who was nude all the time. (laughs) Uh, He became a big star. Who who won and has... He did win. He won and he's dead now. I know. See, folks, don't win Survivor. It'll kill you. Yeah, I I, I don't know why. I've watched some uh, Amazing Race, you know, just hanging out with you. Yeah. And I've enjoyed it. I just, I haven't gotten into it. I haven't, I haven't watched it. It's not, I, I, we, we travel a lot. So like, I'm all about, I mean, for me, half of it's just seeing beautiful places shot really well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. But, uh, but it's good. And it it just, it ticks all those boxes for me. Game shows, travel, like all that stuff. So I, I absolutely love the amazing. Race. Oh, it's great. And again, it's a skill based, you know, it's, it is. It's, you have to use your brain. You, if you are not good at stuff, you will not survive. Yeah. On the amazing not like big brother. Well, you just gotta. You gotta impress the people so they don't vote you out, Big Brother. You just gotta try not to get herpes. <laughs> like, I ain't, I'm gonna be in here for sixty days. Yeah. I'm just gonna try not to get the herps. If you just get the herpes, you've won. <laughs> yeah, it's true, and you only have herpes. It's, but on Paramount Plus, it, literally, I was shocked because it's the first time since they started this new season. It's the first time they've all been in one streaming platform. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Well, cool. What else are you watching? What else? Uh, Invincible started again. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Kirkman? Is that Robert Kirkman? Yeah. Yes, I think so. Kirkman. Based yeah. on his comic? His comic, yeah. yeah. It's second season started. Uh, they had first season was brutal. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, and then uh, they had that special, the Adam Eve special, which was really good. Uh, and this season is shaping up to be even more brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's a great show. Uh, it's, you know... It, it's kind of like the boys in terms of being an adult superhero cartoon. Well, this is a cartoon. That's yeah, live action. Yeah. But it's got uh, Steven Yoon from yep. Walking Walk- Dead. And uh, um, God, I always call him J. Jonah Jameson. Because <laughs> uh, he's played it. He, I think, isn't he J. He's, Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man games? Yeah, yeah he is. He, he plays him all the time. It's, uh, Spider-Man. It's, God, I, I actually ran into him at a Panera Bread with his family. Uh, he's such a good actor. Yeah. Um, 
He's in. I, I, he's one of those people I can never. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Never remember his name. I now, don't know why. Well, he's in it. Whiplash. He's it's one. Of, he's one of my favorite actors. Start drumming. Drum. Hit the drums. Uh, also, Seth Rogen is in it. I, <laughs> he actually has a pretty big part in, in at least the episode so far. But they're yeah. only, they're releasing them one once a week. Yeah, streamers have gotten um, uh, stingy. They well, don't. They've realized that they can't just dump everything out. Now it's getting to the point where if they do dump everything out, they don't believe in the project. Yeah, at all. it's been really good this season. Yeah, it's it's written very well. I, I I'm not a huge fan of uh, The Walking Dead. I'm not a huge fan of Robert Kirkman's writing. Yeah. Uh, I tried reading the comics, and I thought they were very pedestrian and very boring. Ooh. Um, this is much better. This <laughs> is much, much better. It is. It is. Uh, I, I liked The Walking Dead. I, I kind of gave up on it a few seasons ago. I'd like to finish it, I guess. I, at some point, I'm going to sit down and rewatch you the know? whole thing and, and finish it. Yeah. Real quick warning. This is off topic. But there is a Walking Dead game that just <laughs> released on the PS5. Quite possibly the worst game uh, released. <laughs> it tried so hard to make them look like the actors, and it, it failed horribly. It is. It looks like it came out in 1998. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was a bad game then. It's amazing now that we have competitions for the worst AAA games between this and, and uh, the Gollum game. Well, what's really funny is the same company that made this horrible game. I don't know if you've heard of this game, which is even worse, but the the Kong Skull Island game? Oh, yeah. Was it the same company? Same company. How are they making... How are they still have money? They must have just got the licensing <sighs> and then just did the oh, bare God. minimum to make All a right. game. Uh, anyway, stay away. Stay. stay erp, 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 yeah. Consumer alert. Consumer <laughs> alert. <laughs> Terrible. Um, we, uh, we finished watching Loki. Uh, oh, yeah. I really, really enjoyed the ending. Oh, it was great. It one was of, one great. of the best written Marvel shows ever. And very satisfying. Uh, it's very, I'd want to watch the whole series again. Yeah. But I, I'm cool with them ending it. Yeah. I think they did uh, yeah. a really great yeah. job. It's, it's up there in the realm of like Andor. Like I just want a couple seasons that are going to like blow my socks off and then, and I'm good. Uh, yeah, they did a really great job of time travel and uh, just kind of resetting the Marvel Universe in a way. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It definitely gave them an out for the whole Kang thing. And look, the Marvels just came out. It looks like a lot of fun. Quit pooping on it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult enough to release a movie when everybody can promote it. But yeah. when you're stymied by the strike, rightly so. I'm 100% with the strikers. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, a striker. Of course, I'm insane. Of course. So yeah. I'm, I believe in it. But when you're not able to promote your movie and you have a secret weapon like Amon Vellani, is that her yeah. name? Yeah. Who plays Ms. Marvel? It's going to hurt your box office because yeah. people aren't really paying attention. She's so charming and she's so fun. And like definitely the the – Talk, talk show circuit would have loved her. She's hilarious. She, I saw her on Seth Meyers. She's actually uh, writing a Ms. Marvel comic book. Oh, nice. Right now. Awesome. And uh, I, I actually, I think she's written a couple. I think she's been working and she's just like, it's so great to send my stuff and then you get pictures based on it. And she's just so, <laughs> she just seems like she's really enjoying everything that's happening yeah. to her. And the fact that she was just a cosplayer yeah. who ended up getting the part, it's just even more charming. Yeah. And, her show, Ms. Marvel, I th that's probably yeah. top two or three. Like, it's Loki yeah, yeah. and Ms. It was, Marvel. It and was so good. It was written so well. Very and well. So well. And, and just, uh, 
she is just so ebullient, you know? Yeah. There is yeah. there's so she's so bubbly and infectiously happy. It makes me angry. Um <laughs> But yeah, so definitely check out Loki if you haven't done it. Yes, yes, you should go see the Marvels, uh, or you know, God knows, by Christmas it'll probably be on Disney Plus. That's also a, another thing too. Is, yeah. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm hugely guilty of that. I, yeah. I, why go to the movies when I can watch them on my TV? There's, like, I, there's certain things. I, uh, there's no way I was going to miss Indiana Jones yeah. and the Dial of Destiny because yeah. I've seen all of those in the theater, and I, I will see all of those in the theater. I guess is probably it. Uh, next week, we'll most likely, Phoebe and I will most likely go see the new Hunger Games movie because she is a huge fan of the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, right. That just came out last week. It's doing great. Uh, is it? Yeah. Okay, that's good. I, I, I stopped looking at box office stuff. I realized I was getting too obsessed with it, so I, I've let that yeah. go. I, don't, I mean, I don't care. Uh, yeah. It's I mean, just... I just want stuff to be entertaining. Exactly. I think that's what we all want. But this whole distribution of entertainment is in such a weird flux right yeah. now yeah. and they don't really know what to do or how to fix it or how to get it yeah. working again. Um, so hopefully they'll get their ass together. Um, what else? Yeah, uh, that's it. I, what else? Uh, what else do you want to chat about? Just a couple of quickies. I watched blue beetle. Oh yeah. Speaking of superhero soups. Yeah. Um, it was fine. It, the kid, Zolo, Yolo, Zolo, I don't know how to say uh, his name. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I apologize. Margunia or something. Yeah. yeah. Charming kid, the guy from uh, Cobra Kai, he's doing his best. The best thing about it is the family. Kind of like Ms. Marvel, it's got this real family unity. Yeah. The family's fun. Uh, that kind of makes it stand out against everything else that it's kind of like. It's just. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's very much like Spider-Man or any other kind of origin movie. You know, it's got all... Yeah. Unfortunately, it hits a lot of the same tropes of, you know, relative dies and this, this happens. And then you got to do this. and Yeah. The uh, trailer made it seem very much like a Spider-Man origin story. It is. Yeah. It is. And it, like I said, it's not a bad movie, but it's just another generic superhero movie that yeah. has just enough charm in it that I would say give it a watch. Okay. I mean, I definitely want to check it out. I, I like him a lot. Uh, the lead, uh, Zolo, is apparently how you say it. Zolo, Zolo. Z- thank Zolo. you. Um, he's uh, he, he's great. He's very charming. He's a very nice kid. Uh, we got a chance to work with him a little bit during uh, um, a production we did. Uh, he's a very nice kid. Um, I I want him to be successful. Yeah, let's have yeah. some some more creativity in our superhero stories. We've all seen these origin. We've seen enough effing origin stories. I know, I know. Let's come in the middle. You yeah. can have a couple yeah. of flashbacks to let have us know him, what happened. Have them established. It's fine. We've seen it. Yeah. So that's. I think that is the fatigue. I'm just tired of origin stories. I'm yeah. just tired of them. Yeah. Um, but still, check it out. Uh, Upload came back on yeah. Prime with, uh, I think, Stephen Amell. Is that his? Robbie Amell, I think his name is, starring in it. Uh, I really like this show. I just finished it. I, I don't know. I'm hoping there's still an episode. I think they're coming out weekly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because if not, it's such a cliffhanger, and I don't <laughs> know if the show's coming back. Yeah. Um, but it was, it's been really enjoyable, and it's a really clever. It's done by uh, Mike Shore, who mm-hmm. did Parks and Rec and oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's got a great pedigree, and it's funny and interesting, and it deals with because the whole conceit is you get uploaded into kind of a digital afterlife mm. where you can live in this, you know, virtual world, basically. Right, right. 
But there's a lot of repercussions and a lot of shenanigans and a lot of effed up billionaires <laughs> and intrigue going on that it's really it, it's a it, it just kind of turns from oh this is fun funny thing into not serious or anything but right. but a really good story and a really interesting kind of mystery and and it really deals with the repercussions of who owns you mm. if you're digitally uploaded like because right. somebody has to I I would have to pay for you to be uploaded right. and then I technically own your upload and oh. I got to I got to keep putting money into the canteen because oh. the whole thing is like oh you can have burger king and all you want but it costs money right right so unless again Unless you're rich, you're not going to have a very good upload afterlife. Yeah, that isn't. <laughs> and there's like people that that are like giggers yeah. that they only get a certain amount, like a gig worth of whatever, oh, and they'll like oh. just freeze in the middle of talking. Oh wow! Because wow. they just don't have right. So it's it's like the class situation okay. and what it's like, you know, with somebody trying to put together a, a, an afterlife that is free and how yeah. they want to stop it. Really, really good show. Okay. Uh, really under the radar. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it very often. No, no, not very often. <laughs> Quite. Yeah. Honestly, I was super surprised it came back. It yeah. just kind of like I was on Prime. I'm like, holy ass, there's a new upload right, season. Right. I'll watch it. But uh, it's definitely, even if you haven't heard about it, it is definitely worth watching. And the, and the I think his name is Robbie Amell, who plays the lead. He's very charming, and he does a great job. And... Uh, I, I definitely recommend it. Okay. My other top pick, my top pick of the quick bits, quick yeah. bites, is Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Okay. It's a new anime show on. Uh, it's a new anime show on Netflix, and it stars everybody who was in Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim versus the World. Every single actor came back. Nice. To do their part, even nice. Knives Chow. Nice. Uh, who I love, but it is such an amazing bait and switch. It. You think you're watching just kind of a retelling of the movie, and then, boom, baby, it just takes it takes off. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, don't I don't want to say anything. say anything about this. Just experience it. It is if you're a fan of Scott Pilgrim, you're going to absolutely love. You're going to be in lesbians with this thing. <laughs> That's from the movie Scott Pilgrim right, and lesbians right. with you. Get it? Yeah, I did a joke. Lesbians, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus, uh, but it's just it. It was so much fun. It takes it in a very different direction and it's such a good companion piece to the movie and now i want to watch the movie again nice to kind of like yeah yeah ah. but it's I, just i'm really excited to watch it very clever I, only like 20 minutes I, yeah, I, yeah i burned through most of it in a day just because yeah. i couldn't put it down or stop it i don't know it's not a book <laughs> But that would be my big quick bite of the month would be scott pilgrim, pilgrim scott pilgrim takes off what would be your quick bite of the month uh the amazing race amazing by, by race far. by far all right so play yourself some spider-man 2 10 out of 10 yeah uh check out the treasure of foggy bottom huh, yeah seven to eight out of ten fun yeah. good time i would give it a seven and a half i think that's a yeah yeah but i enjoyed it, it a was solid fun. fun movie blue-eyed samurai 10 uh, 11, out, 11 of 10. out of 10 yeah uh, that is our I, I would say that's our number one yeah pick of the month yeah. and then moonlighting 10 out of 10 yeah great retro tv start watching it now Get on it, people, because we're going to probably be doing it in March or April or maybe. Yeah. You know. We'll, look at, yeah, we'll do it point. next yeah. year. It'll be next year at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. That is my other, my least favorite thing about Moonlighting. Moonlighting. The theme song. Who just met the theme song. I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. You're not an Al Jarreau fan. The, the, 
the show is so much more interesting than that song. Well, Al Jarreau was big. I'm fine. Time. Fine. That was, Phoebe walked in while I was playing, and she started doing this little dance thing. And I was like, okay. She's like, this is the dance you have to do for this. And she's like, when did this come out? And I was like, 1985. And she's like, what? <laughs> also, just before we sign off, one quick shout out. I just want to say happy birthday to Jana. She's a longtime friend, longtime listener of the show. Uh, her birthday's today. Oh, happy uh, birthday. Not, not today, as in when you're listening to this. It would have been four days ago. But happy birthday, Jana. Happy belated birthday. All right, let's do it. Um, one, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to... Can we sing that, or do we have to owe money for it? Yeah. God damn it. (laughs) Happy birthday, Jana. Happy birthday, Jana. If we we weren't so damn cheap, we'd sing you the song. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see y'all next month. You know, all those guys. Son of a bitch. Comedies. So I married an axe murderer. After we were talking about it. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Benson, already in progress.